Hello and welcome back to Equity, the podcast where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines in the startup world. We're TechCrunch's podcast, and my name is Alex, and today is not a normal episode, not at all. Um, well, one, normally I do have Natasha here. Natasha, say hello. Hey, hey. Uh, but abnormally, I also have Chris Gates on the mic. Hello, Chris. Hello. I'm joining you on this Friday. We're, we're actually recording this like a week prior. Yeah, this is this is a little bit early, but we're we're recording this today because it is uh, Chris Gates' last last episode with the show. Yeah, which is it's, it's the last episode, but it's also the five year well, just before the five year anniversary of the show. Yeah, and also very nearly our five hundredth episode. It's going to be like four eighty four, I think. This one's going to be when it comes out. So, uh, happy birthday to the show! And uh, Chris, it's it's hard to explain uh, why why you leaving is terrible to people who don't work on shows. But like, you're you're a production team on a podcast, and Natasha, back me up here. You have to get very close to them because there's an inherent required vulnerability to make the same dumb mistake on the podcast 48 times and have to listen to it back and work with someone. And you end up very close. And so Chris, I've been working with you for five years. Natasha, it's been a couple of years. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna miss you so much. I am miss you all too. This is, it's gonna be a wild ride going through where we started and some things will pop out. And I have I got a couple clips, yeah. and we got a couple memories to go through, and it's yeah. well. Well, first of all, let me uh, do my job as a producer and turn the recording on. Okay, perfect. Love that. <laughs> awesome. There we uh, go. <laughs> but you were recording. Are we restarting, or are we just keeping no, going? no, no? We can okay. pick up. The, Before the, we I just... jump into the rewind, I also want to say thank you to Chris for everything because I feel like Chris is not going to let us talk about him this episode because that's how humble of like, a person. Keep going. Yeah, is, <laughs> focus it on you pause. all. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's pause and do this, Natasha. Go. Let's you can go first. Pause. Um, no, I mean, I, I think Alex, what you said, it's like a very vulnerable relationship, but it's also a relationship that, like, you kind of like. Um, it tracks you in such a non-professional way. Like it's not about output. It's not about what we show up doing every like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I feel like um, the moment we turn on the mic, like I feel like Chris has known when I've had bad days. He's known when I've had great days. He's known when I'm going through something at TechCrunch that has nothing to do with the podcast or he's known when the podcast needs to have a heart to heart. And I think that kind of like um, empathy is like the strongest attribute you can ask for in a producer. And I'm really happy that we had someone that was just kind of like one pause and two, like check the ego at the door. We all talk to each other for a living, but like we should probably, um, I don't know, be humans about it too. I'm going to miss that a lot. Yeah, I'm gonna miss that part. It is. I mean, like people don't realize how intimate of a relationship it is. It's like I I go through and I cut out every single one of your ums and ahs and false starts. It's like that combined with just trying to lead the ship. It's like a lot of you. It's a most writers are are solo sports people. They don't yeah. they don't work on team sports. And this is a team sport. It's hard to do as a team. <laughs> but even more so, like, as you just think about how long we've been doing this, like, Chris, yeah. you've had two kids mm -hmm. since we started the oh show. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
I've mm-hmm. moved across the country and gotten married and uh, not quite on. I, I, I'm on the way to having a kid. Eventually. Almost there. Almost um, there. It's, it's, and then like, I mean, just think about Natasha being here. I mean, Natasha joined us. Uh, what was your first, your first equity episode? What was it the was date probably like my second week at TC. So like March 12th or 13th. I have it right here. Oh God. Natasha's first episode, March 13th, 2020. Oh, nice. Raising yeah. money in a bear market and what happens with Sequoia and Phoenix. This is like, this was our public square during the pandemic. And it still Absolutely. is in yeah. a lot of ways, but I feel like, um, yeah, I feel like this made me a better working with you made me a better writer and person because I think that well the biggest piece of advice and I know sorry we'll we'll get to the rest of the show but the biggest piece of advice you've always given me is like is kind of like I I'll either like bake my point or I'll like kind of undersell it share the point and then undersell it again and empowering someone to be able to speak openly about something that they know that they aren't an expert on but still being like that point still matters is like insane advice and I will keep that with me for the rest of my career it has made me such a better writer and honestly just like has changed my view on like what it means to be a journalist oh thanks Natasha that means a lot yeah it's it's been wild so let's get into it let's <laughs> let's do this it has been wild let's, so yeah years. Chris you, tell me tell me where you want to start and then I'll try to set the table a little bit so where are we going to start on the clip show well we're going to start where you should start at the very beginning at the very beginning. We're okay, gonna start with the first episode. So this is uh, Matthew Lindley. This mm-hmm. is Katie Roof. This yep. is myself, Alex. And uh, Chris, you were the only producer on the show at the time. It was just you. And our first guest, if memory serves, was none other than the inimitable Jason Lemkin. You got it. Oh, right. interesting choice. Um, okay, I'll wait. <laughs> okay. Let, let's, Blow my mind. Let's play it. Here we go. Welcome to the very first episode of Equity. We're launching a weekly show based on news and trends at startups and tech companies. From acquisitions to IPOs and some interesting funding rounds, too, we'll bring you our analysis and opinions, and we'll also be featuring guests from the industry. I'm Katie Roof from TechCrunch, and I'll be co-hosting with my colleague, Matthew Lindley, and Crunchbase Editor-in-Chief, Alex Wilhelm. So that was the beginning of the show how things have changed since then. So th- this was recorded. Um, if you didn't end up ever going to the old tech uh, headquarters uh, on uh, at 410 Townsend in San Francisco, uh, there was a studio in the back that was mostly video. And then there was a room in the back, the size of, I don't know, the Harry Potter broom closet, if you will, where we stuck the podcast table, uh, which was about half duct tape, mismatched microphones, and a lot of grit. And uh, we recorded there for, for a long time. Um, and Katie Roof kept calling me Crunchbase editor in chief, and I was the Crunchbase <laughs> news editor in chief. Yeah, and I'm we, still kind of annoyed. By it. To Sounds me like the Crunchbase CEO. So you were the CEO of Crunchbase. Is that what? Is that what you were? Uh, no, I was not. Turns oh, out. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, the original hosting team was um, a collection of then TechCrunch people. Katie Roof is now at Bloomberg uh, via the Wall Street Journal, if I recall her her career path. Uh, Lindley is off doing data science stuff in the world. I still talk to him quite often. And Chris, that was, uh, gosh, I mean, th- that was back when Tesla didn't have money and it was such a strange time. So it was, it was a strange time. Like the things that like really stick out to me about that time was we just put microphones in front of you all and you all just talked. There was no plan. 
uh, I I spent hours clearing out that back room of all the storage and trash because I wanted to be a podcast producer, and so I found a back room in the studio, and I was I was there because I was uh, I was an editor for social video, and so that's how I came in. I was just a freelancer, and they let me in the building, and I was like, "You let me in the building, I'm gonna come here every day, and I'm never leaving." Yeah. yeah, just like. Like, I'm never leaving. And so I wanted a job here so bad that I was like, if I can start a podcast, they're never going to be able to lay me off. And and it kind of worked. And luckily, there was a moment where, you know, Kate, where Henry was like, we should do this thing. You should get them all together. And Katie Roof was like down and was like, we should call it equity. And then I cleared out that room and we all sat down and we got Jason Limkin on the phone or we got him in the studio to talk about SAS. At the time, did you guys think that it was going to last five years or was it being viewed as like a one season sort of experiment? I mean, Alex didn't even work there. That's so true. Well, you he did it for it. free. Yeah, he did yeah. it for free for years. For years. <laughs> hey, it all worked out. Uh, yeah, po- podcasting, by the way, if you want to make a million dollars, don't podcast. I don't think I had high hopes for it lasting because there was some internal pushback about focus and time. And uh, where we putting more time into talking than putting words in the site. Um, but equity is literally, it started off as an idea, it became a project, and then it became what it is today, which is a whole thing. Uh, but it only got there because we just didn't give up. Not to toot our own horn, but we just, everyone would complain. We'd be like, eh, we're going to keep doing it. And we did. So then it started to pick up momentum shortly after we started the show uh, it 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 suddenly became a tool for us to talk about things that were really important and so we uh just i think like eight episodes into the show amazon acquires whole foods oh yeah and this this is what that sounded like. And welcome to the very first Equity Shot, an emergency episode of Equity that we record when big news breaks. Today, we're taking a look at the potential massive Amazon and Whole Foods deal. Now, this week, Katie Roof is in China, and Lindley is currently eating barbecue in Texas. So we brought in one of our absolutely favorite people in the whole world, Jonathan Schieber from TechCrunch, who's currently down in L.A. Sheebs, say hi. Hello. Now, this deal really apparently came out of left field for a lot of us. $13.7 billion all cash. But as we were just discussing, this is not actually a done deal. There's still a little bit of wiggle room in the contract. There is. Well, not in the contract, but there's a potential for another bidder to come in. The Whole Foods shareholders need to approve the deal before it can go through. And it needs to be approved by... That, so I remember that. I remember that happened. I remember how shocked we were that Amazon was... Uh was going to spend that amount of money on Whole Foods, a deal that it still hasn't really figured out, I think, five five years later. I, I just returned a vest that I bought on Amazon at Whole Foods, and it was very convenient. But that's the first time that I've actually like seen why the integration makes sense. I think that was like the first story I ever wrote that was like a big story. Really? Yeah. When I was like an intern at the Globe, they just like had no one who would go to an Amazon or a Whole Foods store. 
And so I just like ran there. I should, I'd be crazy if there was like some role in which I was listening to the episode at the same time. But I was an intern when you guys were recording <laughs> that. So look at me now. <laughs> look at me now. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's the, you know, it's been a, that's why we're having this self-indulgent moment. I mean, one, we're going to miss the hell out of Chris. But also like we have been doing this for five years and that's a half decade. it's a half decade and it's it's interesting to have done a show that is news based to uh, on tech during this five years right like the first episode we didn't really get to like the the meat of the episode but the first episode was the ipo window opening yeah i i mean it wasn't before and then it was for a couple years with some blips and then now it's closed again so we've kind of like gone through an entire era uh, uh, of tech i mean Inside the equity remit was like the entire ICO boom, like the the growth of ETH. If you're into the, the blockchain world, I mean, we've seen the SPAC boom and bust. We've seen the pandemic trade, the whole pandemic. We've seen TechCrunch um, go from, I think, Oath to VMG to, to Yahoo. Oh, my God, you're doing this live. I'm just so impressed. <laughs> I mean, like it's been it's been so much. Yeah. So yeah. it's really interesting to go through the entire thing and like to pick out pick out some of those highlights. Like our coverage on WeWork, I think, was oh. really good. It was epic. It was epic. The epic up and down. But you know, like we can go through all the news items, and I and I highlighted a bunch of them, but there were just too many to actually go through, and I didn't feel like that was really the point. And so we're gonna focus more on the people. So uh, after the start, we you know, like uh, another theme of the show is turnover. Like, <laughs> don't make me cry. Is okay. people people leave people leave, and I mean the only person who, who's been here from the beginning is basically Alex and I and just the consistency kept kept the show going because there was not really that there, there wasn't any real support for it you guys had so many outs every yeah. time someone left you could have shut down the show so snaps for me <laughs> I don't know I've been talking to Chris every day for five years now why would I you know it, it, it went from like like idea to passion project to, to my baby pretty quickly um but people left so as you can tell from the show now matthew lindley and kitty roof no longer with us connie loizos uh, stepped in for a period of time there helped fill out the uh the hosting shares thank you for that connie appreciate it um and then kate came well actually danny came oh danny came for danny, before kate. danny was Except before after kate. eight yeah <laughs> danny before kate so here is danny's first episode and you know so this was Danny's first episode was at Disrupt. Oh, yeah. And like I said, uh, we've never really had support for the show. So please forgive the audio quality, because I think I just like the the union people that were at running the stage that we were on didn't record it correct. So I just held a mic up to a speaker. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. And captured the audio that way. So here's my attempt at, at at capturing but connie is hosting at this moment so here we go it's it's a struggle for startups on a personal level because you know they're oftentimes having to live with like eight people and housing is expensive but also i don't know how companies afford rent in the city i mean it used to be that you could sort of spend a couple of months and it's probably still the case with a venture capital firm that potentially gave you some seed funding 
yeah. Um, the seed rounds are bigger, but so is the rent. Yeah, well, and this was, this was one of the quotes from the Economist piece from Ajay at uh, Mithril Capital. You know, how are you supposed to have a startup in a garage if the garage itself costs millions of dollars? <laughs> right. And I thought yeah. that was a great quote. It's a great quote, but I mean, the, the rent is one problem. But think about what salaries cost now. If you're a company here in Silicon Valley, Series A, Series B, Series C, and you want to hire engineers, every single engineer you try to hire will have a competing offer from Uber and Facebook, and Uber and Facebook can both pay double what you can. That was live, right? That was on the little stage, Chris? The little side stage? Yeah. Yeah, it was on the little side stage in Startup Alley, and the episode title was Peak Valley. And it was, it, I, I kind of was, it was the peak moment of the Silicon Valley and San Francisco as a startup hub. And I think from then on, it was kind of like everything changed really. Did you, did you hear who the guest was? Could you pick out that voice? I know it was a little audio quality. It's not that good. I know who it is. Yeah. Could I you, even could guess. you guess? It's Gary Tan. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So we he's an Gary, influencer now. He's a, such an influencer now. I, we like started his influencer wow. career. Gary, we'll take our percent. We'll take our percent. Chris, you can't, you can't talk shit like that and then leave and then leave me to clean it up. Gary's going to be like, I, I heard that. And I'm going to be like, he was just shit posting on audio. Total shit post, Gary. Total shit post. So you, you, you are the master of your own destiny. Uh, and, and that was live from Disrupt. 2018 so we're now we're into the 18s yeah. um danny joins and as you can tell from his first episode was great from the first Ooh. day oh, oh, yeah. of course he was this is so him. good i know he's so good at talking and so it was like okay but he, he had a pretty slow role to actually become a part of the the show proper but that was his first episode you were still editor-in-chief of Crunchbase News when Kate started. Yeah, because I remember walking from the Crunchbase office every week over to TC, uh, usually on foot because traffic was so bad, taking an Uber took more time, um, and then arriving sweaty and gross <laughs> to record the show. worked next to Alex at that time, and I would see him rush away. <laughs> Uber filed their S1 when you were recording an equity, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember like walking back to the office, kind of jogging through SF down Market Street, like on my phone, trying to be like, oh, what does it say? What does it say? And me and Sav were like, we got this. Sav was like, we don't got this, but we're going to tell Alex we got this. <laughs> That's a, yeah. I miss Sav. Sav was a Crunchbase news intern that became a full-time Crunchbaser, then went to, um, went to law school law and school. she's, yeah. yeah, she's amazing. I mean, like in, in addition to WeWork, our Uber coverage was also interesting. Like we covered uh, D Travis stepping down. We covered the Dara coming in. That was one of our other first, you know, emergency episodes was Dara Kazushahi coming in as CEO. And who was he? Like, I, I've just like no one that I didn't know any background. And so the whole episode was like, who is this dude that's coming and taking over Uber? Uh, we had a really long stint with Kate Clark. That's like, feel like the era of the show where it went from just like a passion project to where we were really like, oh, there are like people listening. Like there's like people downloading the show and, and video is out. And so I got to do something to stay and so we gotta we gotta we gotta make the show bigger otherwise i'm gonna get laid off <laughs> <laughs> oh the media world so yeah it was i mean it was a cool time in the show what do you remember from that time alex well i remember the studio we moved into uh when uh TechCrunch moved up closer to market street into the old yahoo building and 
we had this like we, we were trying to at the time also turn equity into like a video podcast because there was some dictate from above about YouTube numbers, I think. And so we were just like recording on a couple of cameras. And uh, when I was in uh, Providence where I live, I was kind of half and half at the time. I We would have like a screen of me up and Kate looking at it. And we, as always, we were hacking it together, you know, just like it, it, making it work is Tim Gunn's slogan and also very much the ethos of equity. Um, I'm always surprised today that we that we have a team <laughs> to do this. Like it's such a blessing to have like a schedule and a team and a plan and a, you know a note stock and all this stuff. The old equity notes used to literally be four words in an order on a piece of paper, literally taped to the wall by the by where we were recording, and that was as much planning as we did. We're a little better now, um, but the Kate era was a blast. I was really sad when Kate left. That was because uh, I was coming back to TZ at the time, so. I think something that really like stood out to me when I was lis- just a listener of the show at that point was how not seriously you guys took yourselves. And that continues to be a gap when it comes to tech reporting, podcasting, um, and just kind of sharing the emotion of figuring things out live, I think is what people, you know, hopefully come to equity for. Um, and I think that's like, yeah, I, I, that's what really sticks out to me. There's such a benefit, even though like the idea of like this, well, this I mean, highly produced, like seasonal show sounds great. I'm kind of so thankful that I'm on a show that is doing it by the, by the week and is scrappy. Um, I feel like the way that you and Kate approached it then really set up the newer hosts to take it and not take it like it's a insert um, insert serious publication here podcast. Oh, yeah, totally. Here, let me add one point before before you jump in, Alex. I mean, like, I think the success of the show has always been uh, that the standard of whether we kill it or not was whether we were having fun. And there was a period of time early on where there was a moment where it was not fun and it almost died, not because of higher ups, but because we were like, we're not having fun. And so why would we do this if we're not having fun? And then, and then we eventually got, but that's been the, the bar of like, whether we should continue doing it. And I think that that has shined through as like a core value of the show and has kept the show through all the iterations, through all the different host configurations, through all the different producers. If you hold on to whether you all are just having fun, you all will have a great show. It converse well. I mean, we, we tell guests this or told them back in the day, if we're laughing, the show is going well. If everyone looks sad, like their dog just died, it's going to be really boring to listen to. And I, I, that's been, you know, a bar that has stayed in place since the entire time. And I think it's, I think it's the right one to produce this really interesting hybrid of information, comma, with a little entertainment sprinkled in, you know? So here's a uh, clip of, from the uh, time with Kate. Bottom line here is that Vox has been doing a really excellent job in innovating and staying on top of things um, in a field that companies are dying in right and left all the time. And I think, um, you know, through the launch of their podcasts um, by folding in Recode, which, you know, um, popular blog for tech news, doing things like that. I think um, they're staying ahead of the curve and they're protecting themselves from whatever may happen in the field of digital media, like which is just not 
not an easy place to be. I mean, we both work obviously in digital media, but it's, yeah. it's, it's uncertain. I and mean, none of us know what's coming next ever. Tenuous. I think it's a perfectly fine word for working digital media. It's the best job I've ever had. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade this for anything else. I mean, else. is it the only jobs you've had, right? No, I've worked like, you know, construction and I've done some well, farming and. Haven't you, didn't you start writing a tech crunch when you were like 16? No, <laughs> that's generous. Uh, it's the only job I've had since my second year of college, I guess, okay, but I, yeah. I have done. Your career has been in digital media. My adult career. Yes, yes. as has mine. I mean, like, I see other people working at their jobs. It looks terrible. No, our jobs are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll cut that out of the show because that was, <laughs> that was not necessary. No, don't cut it. No uh, cuts. No. Anyways, moving on. Uh, we, we love our jobs. <laughs> well, I know. How has that sentiment aged, Alex? <laughs> uh, I, I still absolutely agree with it, actually. You know, uh, journalism, and I know this is not about the podcast in particular, but in general, like I, journalism gets into your skin and kind of into your, into your core a bit. And the idea of like going to work for like a company, like, I don't know, pick a name, Stripe. And like, you know, having to be a part of the one unified Stripe message just makes me kind of vomit in my mouth. Um, because I, I've been so accustomed to being kind of on the sidelines, shouting obscenities at people and, I can't imagine a different place to be on the pitch. And so, yeah, I, I still love, I still love doing this. I still love doing the show. I still love doing uh, writing. I still love journalism. I still love TC. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm incredibly sad that Chris is leaving. I'm very excited for him because we've just gone through so much life together. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go nowhere. I think is the plan. I mean, it's a cool job. Like, I don't know, like very rarely, I don't know. I Being a lifelong learner is important to me and continuously engaging my brain and trying to understand complex things and understand the way the world works is a value that I hold. And I think that all of us on the show hold and uh, in this journalism world, that's that's the job. It's just like continuously learn about things you don't understand and then try to explain them in a way that makes sense. Which is kind of the idea behind how we've expanded the show over time. I mean, like Equity Monday was an attempt to take our kind of like early week prep and turn it into a product. And the Wednesday show was a, a attempt to dig more deeply into individual things. So we, we tried to do this, um, but let's keep the ball rolling, Chris. Yep. Um, where to next in the chronography of time? Well, basically, so so then Kate leaves and Kate goes on to the information, boo. you know, boo, boo his paywall. We now have to pay to read her, but still I'm so happy that she went off and, and did the next thing. She's still my work crush. <laughs> yeah, totally. Then, then Danny really stepped it up, um, but the show really was in flux and transition all until Natasha came. And Danny was a temporary stand-in. I mean, like he he volunteered to to show up and kind of help out. It wasn't like he was. He, I mean, immediately we were like, "Well, we can't let him go because he's good at this." He stayed um, for, yeah for a while, right? A year, a year and a half. Two. Uh, it felt like, like a decade. It felt yeah, like uh, ten years. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was always he was always like, "I don't really want to do this," and I'm like, "But you're gonna keep going, right?" You're so good at it. <laughs> and then he finally got rid of us by quitting. <laughs> yeah, I actually think that's how, that we were part of the reason. Yeah, he's like, I, "I just, I don't, I don't want to put any more words out on audio. I'm out of dad jokes. I'm out of here. Goodbye." 
Natasha, it's, it's a little heartfelt, but like, man, dude, you're so good. And Aww. like working with you has been so amazing. And Thank like you. you brought the show like up all so much. Like I can't iterate how like how much you brought like made the show better oh thank you <laughs> do we have a clip of uh of baby natasha as in her oh first my God. show so unwell because we had to listen to a bits of my first show so i think it's only fair i'll give context before everyone listens to the clip because after this show i literally like went to the library and tried checking out books about like u.s china relations to just like read everything i could about like the history of the world because i felt so stupid next to alex and danny clearly i sh- i shook that all off but in that moment better. as you're listening to me just know that in my head i'm freaking the fuck out that i am not smart <laughs> enough to be here okay play the clip <laughs> show a fun day a good day and a day that has something new to it it is the very first episode in which natasha Moscarenas is on the equity team tosh how are you i am good excited to be working with you again and just amped to be podcasting it's because i cover late stage you cover early stage and danny is a former vc so between the three of us we should be able to take on any topic that comes our way. So we make a pretty good team. You sounded good. <laughs> no That's a, that, I mean, honestly, for all the freaking out you were doing, I thought it was going to be bad. That was fine. <laughs> what? I think Chris was generous because I think my second equity episode was when I really struggled. It was when Danny didn't want to interview Michael Seibel of YC and yeah. Alex was out. So I did, I hosted my second ever equity episode and that was tough. This was like, I could just kind of like be like, hey, what's up? My first like era of the pod, I feel like I viewed myself more as like, I'm going to be like the comedic relief or I'm going to like share the point about diversity that someone is missing. I think now I've evolved to a point where like, yes, that is probably naturally where a lot of my interest lies, but like, I don't feel the need to like fit a role or even look for gaps. Like I feel like I can play on the same level in a way, which has been a really great experience and a testament obviously to working with people who are more experienced than me, but are very humble and don't make you feel like that all the time. I, in the background, the whole time, like before you were on the show, but working at TC, like every week I would be like, Henry is a time. And he'd be like, no, not yet. You got to wait. She's got to get up writing. And I'm like, how about now? How about now? How about now? Now? And finally he was like, okay, it's time. I'm like, yes. Well, the context is I met Natasha uh, when she was at the Chronicle and I was doing a podcast with the Chronicle. And then um, Natasha's uh, fellowship there ended and I managed to recruit her for the Crunchbase news team for a bit. And then I left to come back to TC and then Natasha came along. I'm not going to say that I helped make that possible, but I did because Natasha, uh, when you meet her, especially if you meet her in kind of a journalism context, because that's how I know her best. She's just incredibly impressive. And I was immediately like, this is someone I want to work with. And so it was a, it was a huge pleasure and an honor really to get to, to bring you over to the show because you've made it miles and miles better. Thank you. I think everyone who is early in their career should join a podcast and shake off all their imposter syndrome because <laughs> there's <laughs> nothing you can do about it. If you're on a mic and it's being published to thousands and thousands and thousands, Tens of, of, thousands people. of people, tens yeah. and thousands of people. <laughs> uh, yeah. But there's one last bit of history on the show, which is that, um, 
Well, actually, there, there's quite a lot. I mean, one, we haven't brought up Grace yet, who has been an enormous uh, part of the team uh, for just over a year now. Grace has been on the production side. Um, she helps put our scripts together. She helps produce the show. She helps edit. She sits with me on Zoom really early in the morning on Mondays to help me record the Monday show. Uh, Grace Mendenhall is a, a freaking legend. Yeah, I mean, you all, we just grew the show. We, we did more episodes. And so it was uh, like writing, podcasting doesn't scale. Okay, so if, like the more episodes you do, the more work it is. It doesn't get less work the more you do. And so we uh, actually had a chance to bring on Grace as a producer. And Grace is a buddy I've had for a long time. And uh, I was out for a paternity leave and needed somebody to step in and grace uh um, nailed it she came in and just did great and it was just like we, we she stays yeah and her knowledge ramp from coming in to help edit to she's now like putting together entire narratives and trends on different venture trends that she's seen and so forth. i mean i it, it, she's brilliant so like it's you know she had and, and it really became an absolute plank in in the good ship equity, um, which brings us to the last the last thing, which is Marianne joining. Um, she's the most recent ad, and uh, Marianne is another person that I've I've had the pleasure of working with for a very long time. Uh, she's a friend, you know, and you know we kind of were like you're going to be on the show now. <laughs> Uh, surprisingly, uh, Marianne's turned into like the 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 equity skeptic. It's great. It's just yes. like <laughs> every new tech trend. It's like I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that's going to be the a anti hype. I, I know. It. I love it. It's like such a good balance to our generally very tech positive. I mean, I know she she's tech positive, but she she's you got to convince her, and I like that. I think it works so good for the show to have Marianne Marianne there to try to convince why you wrote about what you wrote about is good. I think Marianne coming on and Grace coming on like really signaled the beginning of the show becoming again, more, more produced and like thematic in a way. Like we have this like really, really well done script that like feels like, I mean, just super high quality. And, um, I think there's just been a higher bar. We have more meetings, we have more planning. Um, I think people just care more. Um, and that's been really great to see as well. I think like for people who've been listening, we even changed our tagline and added nuance after numbers. And I think, I mean, I keep saying I think, but I know that the era of equity we are in right now is a really strong one and one that I think all of us really want to make a long-term product of TC. It doesn't feel like a project. Um, it didn't feel like one when I joined, but now it just feels like one that like, if we didn't have it every week, I don't know where any of our energy would go. And Chris, where you, all your energy is somehow going to have to go somewhere. <laughs> so I'm just like, I, I can't wait to see what you do next. Yeah. Uh, Chris, by the time this goes out, can you can you tell us where you're going? Is this still going to be a secret? Because I, I still don't know. And people keep asking me, like, so where is Chris going? And I'm like, I'm not bullshitting you. I legitimately do not know. Um, I'm going to tell one last equity story. Um, we have done live shows uh, throughout the history of the show. These have been usually smaller stages that disrupt just kind of like getting some handheld mics recording you know 10 15 20 50 people would kind of come out and hang out with us um met some really cool people that way over the years but we have also been asked occasionally to take the show on the road 
And one time this happened was at a Saster event. Going back to the first episode, Jason Lemkin, um, investor, founder, guy who runs Big SaaS Conference, person that I like, wanted to have equity come on. So we go to Saster, we get mic'd up, we're on this enormous stage, we are right after Stuart Butterfield, and we are right before lunch in a room, Chris, that had between seven and 12 million people in it. I think. It, was, it was full. It was totally full. <laughs> it was huge. You know those conference rooms they have like hotels and the walls come down so you can put together multiple rooms? Imagine like it felt like four of those combined packed to the gills to hear Stuart talk. This was back when Slack was, you know, scaling ARR like a, like a rocket ship. But it turns out if you take a room full of people to hear Stuart Butterfield and give them the option of one, going and collecting lunch early or two, listening to a podcast they haven't heard of, because let's be clear, Saster's huge and equity at the time was a smaller show. Um, everyone leaves. And so what we did was, was we got on stage to the sound of scraping chairs and during our recording process, everyone left. And worst of all, we couldn't hear our guest that episode. And so yeah. I thought she didn't talk at all. She was like this big wig, like health tech CEO. We had to, I had to fight to get her on the show and convince her. And yep. then we get on. Everyone in the room leaves and no one can hear what she says. And so in the recording, she doesn't talk much because we couldn't hear when she was trying to cut in and say her piece. On the actual recording, you could hear when she was trying to cut in, and we all sound like jerks. So highlights, lowlights, learnings, changes, evolutions, cycles. Um, Chris, uh, thank you for all that you've done, and for be just for having been my friend. And you know, you and I've been through a lot, and uh, I'm excited for what comes next. And I'm excited for you to TechCrunch Boomerang in uh, two to three years. So I'll see you then. And of course, we have to just like give one more piece of weight to the Webby because that was a highlight of the show. Um, this was such a self-indulgent show in many ways, but it's OK. <laughs> this feels like almost as big to me as like getting like not, not quite as big as getting married, but like it's a big part of my life that's changing, if that makes sense. Like it's like um, it, it's yeah, it's a new it's a new chapter and I think it's going to be a worse one because I like Chris, uh, but we're going to, we're going to forge ahead uh, to leave on a positive note. Natasha and I will be here. <laughs> it's not. the closest. Me and Alex are now in breakup mode. So we are going to be out for blood with these new episodes. We're going to be so angsty. Everyone keep listening. Um, and Chris, we'll, we will like amp amplify anything and everything you do. Probably your name will show up in every episode for at least another year. So Give us grace in that. Just We're not going to be over you. Me. I mean, but, but really, to, like, let me have one word before we close out. And that is like uh, the show. The show has always been focused and powered by the, the hosts and what the hosts are interested in. And I have had success with the show by just centralizing y'all's voices. And so, again, if you all make sure that you're having fun and you're talking about shit that you all think is interesting, the show is only going to thrive. And like, you know, whoever is helping you construct that, if you all can just continue to hold those things, this next phase, you know, I, I like to compare it to this. Sometimes the founder needs to leave 
for the startup to grow and succeed and go beyond what the founder did. And I am one of the founding members and that really allows for an opportunity for new things to come and for the show to grow in the ways that you all want it to. And I'm just, I feel so grateful to leave this project that's been literally like my everyday life for five years um, in, in y'all's hands. And I'm excited to listen to what happens with it. Well, we'll, we'll try to not fuck it up. You know, we'll, we'll do our best. Or um, send it on fire. Who cares? Exactly. We're in breakup mode, Alex. Don't we're in breakup mode. We're in breakup okay, mode. I, I was going to wait till after the show, but what is breakup mode? Oh, like, you know when you go through a breakup and you're like, you know what? I'm going to get my revenge body. I'm going to show them what they're missing out on. Regret that they ever left me. It's been a while since either of us have experienced a breakup, but this is the closest yeah. one we have. So but, but, let's but, make Chris figure out what he's missing out on. The I'm last time I went through a breakup, I got dumped and then I'm I just drank myself into rehab over the next 30 days. So like, we'll do it differently this time. We'll do it differently this time. Different breakup mode. Different breakup mode. This is like excelling, (laughs) getting top notch, going the next level breakup mode. (laughs) All right, let's, let's stop here. Otherwise we're just going to, all we do is just hang out and and talk shit. Uh, Everyone is listening. So like, this is, we could just go on and on up. We're going to stop. Chris, we love you. Natasha and I are still going to be here. Uh, The, the show continues as always um, just without our, uh, our founding drummer, I suppose. No. So, Chris, Cheers to you. five years, guys. We yeah, did it. Or you cheers. guys did it. And yeah. thanks for having me. We wouldn't have made it without you, Natasha. It's teamwork. <laughs> All right. Uh, bye, everybody. We'll be back. Bye.